1: You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O here at WTBR, 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio every Tuesday at 2 p.m. We bring water outside the cup. Today we'll be talking with Victor Capelli, who's a former naturalist over at uh, Springside Park. Talk about urban forests and their value to water. Especially Springside Park, right
2: here in Pittsfield. In the,
0: abundance of water, the food
2: will get thirsty.
1: It was cool. It was cool to talk to Victor Capelli. He'll be on later in the show. Victor had something to do with uh, being uh, the resident naturalist at Springside Park and he was uh sharing with people the natural environs used to actually be part of the water supply of uh, the city drinking water and early on super uh, waterman here your ambassador for water we're here at and so it flows the only show for h2o got a little tune here this one is actually coming um from the world of classical so This is like a a shout-out water tune to our friends over at Tanglewood. So shout-out to Tanglewood. This is Water Music Suite uh, by George Frederick Handel and uh, played by the English Concert. So stay tuned and So It Flows, your only show for H2O.
0: Your feet in the water If you want To feel free I love it when you shave your head And how you walk That's very me Flickering lights in your head Going from red too green and I'm scared to cross the road for fear of what I see and fear Tell that immigration lawyer This one The says of Greece Will you treat me like a queen Or a refugee Put your faith in the water If you're brave enough to brave the storm A ruthless lover, but there would be no tears without her. And what about the moon? Maybe the truth is underwater. Can a shark ever be kind? Can an octopus tell lies? Is a starfish really a star? You wanna know how small you are? Swim beside a kill away. Drop in the ocean. Oh no, no, so great just start a commotion. Maybe the truth is underwater. Can a shark ever be kind? Can an octopus tell? The red to leave. All the goddesses of greed, will you treat me like a queen?
1: You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your Super Waterman, Ambassador for Water, also known as Leslie Gabriel. Just know the following. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. I'm your Super Waterman, Ambassador for Water. You were just listening to our couple of tunes. Last one was Underwater by Boy George. Maybe the truth is underwater, he's saying. And before that, we had Water Music Suite Number 2 in D Major. A shout-out tune to our friends over at Tanglewood who love to play that classical stuff, so little shout-out to uh, H2O, out to you. And we got a little bit of uh, talk a little later with, uh, who is it? Victor C. Capelli. Victor is the f- most recent naturalist who is no longer working at Springside Park. But he... I. I believe he was the most recent one. He is both an arbor, not an arborist, but he's truly an environmental educator. He's someone who knows about urban forests and their value to water. So we'll be on with him in a in a little while. So stay tuned, another 20 minutes from now. Uh, and beyond that, what else do we have? Well, we like to blend water, music, water news and deep water talk so I'll have a little bit of news right here intentionally we're out to create a culture for water that's what I do that's my job little news H2O news this is from Boston.com which I believe is the Herald Cambridge the city of Cambridge is asking residents to help water the city's trees during the drought. Residents and businesses can play a critical role in this effort by watering streets adjacent to their property. Every part of Massachusetts is experiencing a drought and the bone-dry conditions in Cambridge have officials asking residents to pitch in to help maintain the city's urban forests. The city said the recent July heat wave and ongoing drought conditions have significantly stressed both new and older trees there. Andrew Putman, Andrew Putman, Cambridge's public works superintendent of urban forestry said in a statement that the most important thing people can do is help water the trees near their home. This is the most sustainable way to water when we're asking any residents and businesses who are able to please do their part by filling a gator bag on a tree or drenching the soil in a nearby trees well or tree well. The month of July was one of the Boston area's hottest and driest ever, according to the National Weather Service. Only 0.62 inches of rain were recorded in the area in July 2022. So, yeah, drought, yes. Urban forests, yes. Important for water. Important to take care of them. uh, Those urban forests, their access to natural environs is one thing, but in keeping a city cool, they actually land quite a part, and water has a lot to do with that. And we'll hear more about that from Victor Capelli, uh, environmental educator. He'll be on um, in about uh, 15 minutes, so stay tuned for that. We got a little bit more water coming your way in the s- sound of music, and this one is Southern Cross by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oops, we had a little technical difficulty. We'll start right back with uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash in just one second.
2: Bar never loved. i tried trying to call you. But on a midnight watch, I realized why twice you ran away. Think about, think about how many times. Southern Cross for the first time You understand now why you came this way Cause the truth you might be running from is so small But it's as big as the promise The promise of a coming day So I'm sailing for tomorrow My dreams are dying and my love is an anchor tied to you Tied with a silver chain I have my ship And all her flanks are flying She is all that I have left that you part, but you're always in my heart.
1: You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O Super excited to be here with you. You know why? Because at And So It Flows, we combine water music, water news, and deep water talk. I bring water outside the cup. Be really very grateful if you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google stitcher or amazon audible shoot us an email at and so at gmail.com excited to uh, hear from you our water loving listeners and see if you want us to cover anything or add things or subtract things or if you have uh you know if you're a whistleblower if you have a new report you just let me know shoot me an email and so it flows at gmail.com. I am your super waterman ambassador for water. Uh, we had what was that? Will you be there? By Michael Jackson. That was everybody knows that as the Free Willy song. Over the river Jordan was the first line, and before that we had uh, Southern Cross by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Oh well, no Young, Crosby, Stills and Nash of the daylight again. Deluxe edition album. Really excited to uh, have Crosby, Stills, and Nash have some water music out there because they actually speak to quite a few different people through their music. And that's uh, one of the reasons we do what we do the music. So, a little poetry here On the Breakwater by Carl Sandberg. On the Breakwater. In the summer dark, a man and a girl are sitting. She across his knee and they are looking face to face, talking to each other without words. Singing rhythms in silence to each other. A funnel of white ranges the blue dusk from an outgoing boat. Playing its searchlight puzzled abrupt over a streak of green and two on the breakwater keep their silence she on his knee on the breakwater by Carl Sandberg. what's coming up in the neighborhood well by the way might as well say we are at 89.7 WTBR Pittsfield Community Radio and so it flows your only show for H2O what do we have here ah I think I see something water love movie nights These are coming up. These are free, I heard. Where? At Riverway Park. At 185 Dewey Avenue, right here in Pittsfield. Saturday, August 13th, 2022. At 8 p.m., we have the movie Moana. And then Saturday, the 27th, 2022... We have the movie Shark Tale. And these are free water movie nights. uh, And that's at Riverway Park in Pittsfield. So come on down. Check it out. Get yourself a blankie or a chair and enjoy some really cool stuff. We're going to have ice cream there. We're going to have people tabling about scuba Uh, We're going to have even the Copsicle's going to be there, uh, which is like an ice cream thing that the police do. And we got Cravens down there, and they're going to be doing some stuff with ice cream. AST Scuba uh, and West Side Legends. Really, really cool city coming together for water from all across the city to Riverway Park. So come on down, water movie nights. The 13th is Moana. And August 27th is Shark Tale. So come on down and get yourself some water movies by the water. Riverway Park, for those who may not know, is right by the mighty Housatonic River. Right there. You could even stick your toes in if you wanted to. And So It Flows, your only show for H2O in a couple of minutes. Actually, maybe even a couple of seconds. We're going to be bringing on Victor Capelli. Victor is a naturalist, and he was the former naturalist and educator for Springside Park. Right here, our urban forest right in western Massachusetts, right here in Pittsfield, uh, and hear more about it. Springside Park, really cool. So, welcome to the show, Victor. Victor happy to have you and again you're an honor hey so happy to be here with you today i'm in springside park in pittsfield and i'm happy to bring to you the former resident naturalist of springside park and also an environmental ad, uh, analyst and
3: educator uh Victor Capelli. Victor C. Capelli, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Yeah, tell, tell people a little bit about, you know, your former resident naturalist here, and what exactly does Springside Park have to do with water in Pittsfield anyway?
3: Because the wetlands here that are developed underneath the forest is part of a wetland system that produces the trees and the wildlife and the plants and the wildflowers that live here. And when I did my programs here, many of my nature walks went through these wetlands and these forests that were supplied by this water system that went through the park, that is still going through the park. And as a naturalist, I grew up in New York City, by the way, and my New York City uh, background is such that I have uh, an intimate knowledge of natural uh, systems. I was the uh, uh, graduate of Cornell University. Uh, environmental education program, and also I'm a fisher and wildlife technician. So, my background and my scientific background allowed me to produce programs for the park, and which has essentially accentuated all of the water systems that are in the park that all the wildlife, all the birds, and all the trees that live here. Without the water, this urban forest would not be existing as we have today. So, as a naturalist and as a field ecologist, I brought my background from New York City. To Springside Park in Pittsfield to give people an idea and education about what's happening uh, in Springside Park and why it is important for the water integrity and for the water health of the community.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's super important because sometimes, actually, in my view, I don't know if it's your view, but sometimes we look at water like the the final thing we forget. It's kind of like the giving tree move. Uh, book by Shel Silverstein, where the tree is always there giving, 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 and then you know, at the end of the book it's all chopped down. So with the water, uh, you know, I, you know, it's, it's important,
3: don't you think, to, to bring people right back very, to the source of life? It's very, very important because this was the original water source for the city of Pittsfield. Wow. And what happened here is the fact that all of the trees that you see in this urban forest are growing along the trace of the original water system that starts way up near the Middle Reed School and goes down to the city itself. So what you see here is a generated ecosystem basically by water. The subsurface aquifer that's below our feet which feeds into the bedrock aquifer which is composed of limestone and marble. Those two aquifers compose an integral unit of water flowing through the entire landscape of Springside Park into Pittsfield. The problem being now is that we are in a drought in Massachusetts and we have several categories of drought, but Massachusetts, like the rest of the country, is suffering from drought and from water deficit. That's why we have to protect this urban forest from all kinds of human development and human pressures which will endanger that water integrity in the park itself. When I was the naturalist here, at the time, we didn't have so much of a problem with water uh, scarcity because the water table was high. wetlands that were behind us were full in the spring if you walk through the park now you'll see that the water is very very low if not non-existent as a result that's one of the reasons why environmental education now is even more important because we're stressing the value of water integrity in the entire community of pittsfield and because of that the dissemination of information regarding how water is producing health and an ecosystem is even more important when you turn on the tap and no water comes out what happens what are you gonna start to yell and scream at the water commissioner making a phone call or writing nasty letters where's my water how come I don't have any water you have to understand the water comes from a a specific place like a reservoir like Cleveland Reservoir which supplies over 50 percent of the water to Pittsfield there are six reservoirs that feed Pittsfield and those reservoirs are fed by the aquifer system which is contributed by the trees. The trees are the main source of water in our environment. They breathe, they excrete water, and they take in water. It's part of the water cycle. So thereby, what happens is when you have no trees, the reservoirs start to fall. And that's what's happening now across the west when you have a mega drought. All the trees are drying up, the water is dropping down because the trees are not there to contribute to that water uh, viability. Yeah, let
1: let me introduce another thing that uh, also happens that I experience when I'm by trees. It's cooler. It like actually is cooler. That's right. Your temperature goes down, not just of your body, but also the surrounding area that has access to trees and and, and green space. So tell me, let's go back in time a, a decade or so uh, and, and you were giving classes here, uh, what
3: would happen? Like, where were your classes? My classes started off in the Springside House, usually on a Friday night, and the following morning on a Saturday, we would have the program, which was basically, could be any topic. It could be birds, I'd be leading a bird walk, I could be leading a plant walk, or I could be leading a medicinal herbal walk, or I could be leading an edible wilds walk that would always be uh, accompanied by tables of handouts and the participants, usually between 10 and 12 or 15 people, would follow me along the trails into the woods and the fields and the wetlands of Springside Park. They would have a basis of information already given them the previous night on a Friday. And so every week, these programs would be going out to the people of Pittsfield, it would be advertised, and people would be able to understand the park better because it was a two-part program. Many of the programs centered on the fact that we were very lush. We had a very, very lush environment here. The richness of vegetation was all supported by that wet matrix of aquifers that were here, the wetlands and so on. We have springside ponds back here, which were rich in cattails, and they were always very uh, noisy with birds and with amphibians and the toads. And So we had a, a classroom which was ideal because of the rich tapestry of wetland-developed, ecosystems. So I had, a, I had an advantage, I had a real advantage, because this is the main reason why Springside Park is so wonderful. The water element is a driving factor behind the rich tapestry of life in Springside Park. It's nothing else, it's not so much the altitude, even though we're high up above the Pittsfield area here, it's not so much the location, even though we're part of the upper Housatonic watershed, which is integral to that, because all of the Springside Park Um, streams feed into the Housatonic River watershed. Uh, That Housatonic watershed develops, goes further down into the state and eventually enters into the Long Island Sound. So it bisects all the way down through New England. All the way from here. All the way from here, the Housatonic River. So this Housatonic River eventually finds its way down to the Long Island Sound. So this is a river that has its headwaters up here. Specifically, geologically... Can I would, stop you
1: for just one sure. quick second? Just getting back to the classes. Okay, were they... Uh, what were the age... Was there age range? No age range. It was every age. So, let's say... I have a... You know, just a thought. If anybody showed up... You know, either looking at their phone... Or or, or, or nervous in some way... After you were done doing the whatever program you were doing... And you're down by the water... And they come back... Did they ever talk to you about how they
3: felt afterwards? Oh, many of them enjoyed the walk immensely because of the fact that the information that I, I gave them about the park's ecosystem was so fascinating to them and they could actually sample and understand everything in very clear English. They want to come, wanted to come back again on their own. And that was the main reason for my walks because I gave them an invitation to the park to experience it on their own. As an educator, as an environmental educator, the main goal is to give you and give the public an, an introduction to the natural world in a very, very easy to understand format. Did they ever say they just felt more relaxed after doing it? They wanted more. Exactly. They, they wanted. Like, well, they didn't want the program to end, basically. Five
1: more minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, basic, like that. <laughs> that's basically what happened was that they would come on my following walks. And I'd have walks and talks and programs that would continue on right through the fall. It was a year-round thing. It, wasn't, it didn't stop when the first snowflakes fell because we had programs on, on, on animal tracks in the snow. We had programs on how to track animals in the snow, what kind of animals they were. We had igloo-making classes. We had, it was an all-year-round thing where wow. people were able to experience the natural world of Springside Park in a way that was exciting and dynamic. And they had the advantage about getting in their car and then going home after, after, after it was all over because they were only about five or 10 minutes away. Centrally located specifically like, amenable to transportation, walking distance from all the major aspects of Pittsfield's uh, infrastructure. So it was very popular in, in, uh, yeah. in everything that I did. But the water aspect of Springside Park is the dy- dy- dynamic matrix of this entire uh, park landscape. Without this water, this arboretum that we have around us would not be existing. And that is a product of geological time because the bedrock aquifer that's deep below us is a limestone rock. And that is a very good rock for transmitting water versus, let's say, sand and gravel which flows where the water flows very quickly. Limestone will hold the water much much longer than a sandstone or, or a sand aquifer or an unconsolidated aquifer. It stays there. And over millennia, and we're talking about, oh, maybe about 20 million years or more, that aquifer becomes the the basis of the aquifer. The the aquifer becomes the basis of water richness in the park. And just for those of you who are
1: just tuning in, you're listening to And So It Flows, the only show for H2O, and we're talking with Victor uh, C. Capelli. He's a master naturalist, environmental educator, and also former resident naturalist of Springside Park in which water flows through. So thanks again. And uh, tell us a little uh, about Springside Park. Okay, so wait, Okay. Uh, the question goes like this. How much of the park is wetlands, would you say? Between 50 and 75%. Wow. So now that water itself is there any plaque here that actually states to the value of the water that runs through this park is there anything that actually states here is this water in springside this is a historical whatever this is a natural is there anything that actually states that?
3: Unfortunately, I'm the only one that's able to bring that information to the general public. It has never been any plaques put down here, information regarding that. But it is such a well-known fact that people have been getting the water from this system because their wells and their their rich garden spaces are developed from the aquifer that flows through the park itself. But there are no plaques that says that this is a specifically wetland-rich environment. But that being the case, all you had to do is walk through those wetlands, the scrub shrub swamp, the vernal pools, the wet meadows, uh, the fens, uh, the seeps. The name Springside Park literally means spring that has springs that have bubbled up from the water. Yeah. And that's the reason why people come here in the early days to get their water, because the springs were so flowing all the time, they could get pure spring water for their own usage. So this is like a water jewel of
1: Berkshire County. Correct. And and, and for Pittsfield itself. Beautiful, um, and that could be an opportunity for the city of Pittsfield to use it as an education, not only an educational resource as it has been in the past, but also a reason to, to show it that people would actually come here who are, I would call water people, people Correct. who like a particular set of, of sensibilities and this could be a place on their water trail if yep. they're let's say doing a Northeast water uh, pilgrimage
3: correct this so, could be yep. on their tour. The water trail we could start right here and as a naturalist I used to work at and Pond up on the plateau which is not too far from here it's near Troy I helped put in a water trail up there at the center, the Environmental Center at Dykeman Pond. That was a water environment too. And the water trail that we put in had specific diagrams that showed the water cycle. That's the most crucial part of understanding for the general public is that Springside Park illustrates the water cycle in all its guises because that's the critical factor that climate change is affecting right now. It's the water cycle. That's why this past summer, We have hardly any rainfall, and that's why Massachusetts is in a drought condition as it is. That's why the West Coast is in a mega drought that hasn't been experienced for over 1,200 years. And that's the reason why we have forest fires in southern Spain, why we have forest fires in Europe and Siberia, because drought is now worldwide. It It is a phenomenon that is becoming systemic, and it is becoming chronic. Okay, so here we are you're
1: you're you're in a doctor seuss book and they're cutting down all the truffula trees. I forgot the name of that book, but everybody knows what it is. The Lorax it was The a Lorax. Lorax. Okay, yep. so we're sitting in an urban forest that could be considered one of the final refuges for the Lorax trees. What's the value uh, you know, and I also want to segue you you help run a, an organization dedicated to urban forest renewal. BerkshireUrbanForest.org. BerkshireUrbanForest.org. So we got um, about another two minutes. What's the value of urban forest uh, reclamation and what's the value of it
3: to water? Can you do it in 30 seconds? Sure, Echo services. Urban forests provide carbon sequestration which cuts down the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. It creates shade which cools down the atmosphere, especially in city streets which uh, helps mitigate what's known as the urban heat island effect. It provides biodiversity uh, sanctuaries for animals, which also mitigate the, uh, the climate change problem with high temperatures. It provides water uh, recycling, provides water sources. It provides oxygen. Uh, the trees provide the oxygen, the water, and all of the ecosystem services that are necessary to keep life on earth functioning. Without the trees, without those trees, you're not gonna have the water. Without the water, life is gonna to cease to exist. The, uh, I'd like to add one
1: thing to that, Victor, and all of that is super important. Peace of mind. Walk in a forest, hang out by the water, you know, enjoy the greenery, maybe garden a little. You know, peace of mind, which exactly. is helpful in these times of what I call global snow globing. Where everybody's shaking up and down, there's got to be uh, refuges for our human uh, human uh, ability
3: to have peace of mind. And exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much for this interview. Yeah, I, I enjoyed myself it. very much.
1: How can people find out more about your naturalist education piece, and how can people find out more
3: about the urban forest? Just uh, go to the website brookshireurbanforest.org, It will have uh, essays, articles, and links to everything to deal with urban forests. By the way, Massachusetts is losing about 5,000 acres of woods every year, according to the Massachusetts Audubon Society. The tropical rainforest in South America is losing 150,000 acres of tropical rainforest a day, on average. Trees are most important because they cool the earth and deforestation is the biggest cause of water loss and climate change damage. Yes, and, and tr- climate change contribution, trees are the climate change uh, sources. I mean, climate change, you can edit that. Yeah, yeah, whatever, it's <laughs> all, uh, it's all good. That, that's, that's
1: the value of, you know, interviews, it's all good. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you know, we're sitting here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, uh we are at springside park not too far from the springside house uh by the butterfly gardens uh interviewing uh victor c capelli naturalist thanks for being with us thank you thanks for sharing yourself with our water loving listeners and for those folks out in the water world listening to this awesome show uh you know urban forests important local city uh city side even if it's in your city, having aquifers in your city, forests that are protecting those aquifers, it might be something that you'd be interested in. And just thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with some tunes in just a second. And uh, again, and So It Flows, the only show for H2O. And thanks, Victor. Thank you very much for being here. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super water man, your ambassador for water, bringing it to you outside the cup. And remember again, in uh, August 13th, uh, 2022 at Riverway Park here in Pittsfield, right by the Housatonic River, we're going to be showing Moana. So come on down. they will be uh 7 p.m you should be there by then get yourself a blankie and keep on going we got some singing going on by our friend gene kelly and with this classic singing in the rain